Hey everyone, it's Ron. Our monthly theme for October is tricks. So please join us at our live shows on Tuesday, October 11th in San Diego and Wednesday, October 19th in Denver. Check out our website, thenarrators.org for more details. We're also doing a special edition of The Narrators at Exposure, a free happy hour event hosted by our pals at From the Hip Photo that celebrates Denver's diverse creative community. There'll be free beer from Ratio Beer Works and a pop-up from Denver Zine Library and all the coolest cats in town getting down. Okay, that last sentence was way more lame than the actual event. Anyway, join us at 5 p.m. on October 12th at Fort Greene Tavern in Denver. Check out our Facebook page for more details. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. When the Narrators first started in Denver over six and a half years ago, storytelling shows were few and far between. I mean, there were poets and memoirists sharing true stories at open mics, and the oral traditionalists have always been around at historical gatherings or elementary school assemblies, but personal memoir was not a thing that people were doing. Denver, along with other many other cities in America, however, is now exploding with new storytelling shows and projects. Established shows in Denver like us and Stories, Stories, Bring Us Your Stories, My Teenage Angst, Truth Be Told in Boulder, and The Moss Story Slam in Inglewood, they're all still going strong. And there are so many new shows and events and podcasts and projects popping up that it's it's tough to keep up. I mean, there's The Tours, This Is My Brave, Misunderstood, We Still Like You. And, and we know of at least two more that will launch in the next 12 months. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some too. I mean, here's the best part. There's more than enough room for all of us. Even though we're all ostensibly doing the same thing, sharing true personal narratives, each show has its own flavor and theme and feel, its own attraction for both the performer and the audience. And, you know, all of us at The Narrators, we're really excited about this because it offers folks more places to share their stories and find their voice. And it confirms what we've believed all along. People are longing for opportunities to build empathy, to listen, and to connect. So... Today, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to share a story from one of those newer storytelling projects in town. It's called Unknown Caller. It's a podcast that collects stories anonymously via voicemail. No standing behind a microphone, no spotlights, no crowd of strangers. You just call into their hotline and start talking. Unknown Caller is the brainchild of Corey Byram, a storytelling alum of the narrator's risk and the iceberg in Atlanta. Podcast has published 13 episodes so far, and they're all worth a listen. You can subscribe to Unknown Caller on iTunes or SoundCloud, or you can search for them on Facebook or find them on Twitter at One Unknown Caller. Make sure you to let them know that we sent you. This story was originally published by Unknown Caller Podcast on May 2nd, 2016. Enjoy. So when homeless people or beggars come up to me um, asking for money, I try to think of a creative way to help them. Um, but one time... I tried to help and be creative. It went really bad. It turned out really badly. Here's the story. One time I was waiting for a friend outside of Panera Bread and um, in Colorado, and a normal-looking enough middle-aged woman came up to me and told me her tale of woe, and she had one. She barely took a breath. Her family had deserted her. She had applied for jobs everywhere around town, but no one would hire her. She had crashed her scooter, which had broken her toe. She had diabetes, bipolar, and she was definitely feeling very unloved. Um, I pretty much believe 
leave there and try to love on her, um, at least like $7 worth by buying her lunch there at Panera. Um, and then I gave her my phone number, partly because it seemed like she wanted it and it was a lot cheaper than helping her in like any other way. But she actually called me and kept calling me. Like even for months after I came back to Atlanta where I live, every unknown Denver phone number that rang me got me nervous. So every now and then I would um, end up writing a check to her electric company to pay her power bill. Uh, I figured that was as safe a way as any. Um, but her needs were constant, and she kept on asking for things, and I sure wasn't helping her dig herself out of any holes this way. So I realized that if I really wanted to help, I was going to have to get creative. So I started thinking. And eventually I developed this kind of weird plan. I described it to my dad and, like, a mentor of mine, and they said that it was pretty unusual, um, but it just might work. So I called her up. I said, Tabby, I have an idea. I want to help you earn your money. And I want to be able to use my money to do good. So here's my plan. I will pay you to do good deeds. You can, like, ask people to carry, you can ask to carry people's groceries or scrape off, uh, snow off their cars or something or whatever. And when they ask you why you're doing it, just explain to them this project. I'll send you a cheap digital camera and some little cards that you can show them to help describe the project. It will describe the project on these cards. And then take a picture of you guys in front of the good deed that you did. And one of you have to hold up that card um, so that when you send me the picture, I know that this person understands um, why you're doing it. And I can give you $15 for every picture of a good deed that you do. So she said she could try it. So I sent her the materials, and after a couple of weeks, she started emailing me pictures. I actually started getting pictures. There was a blurry one of her friend in, in a wheelchair. I think she had, like, cooked dinner for him. And then another one of a neighbor who she had given some old of her kids, um, some of her old kids' toys. And over about a week's period of time, I got probably five or six pictures. They were always really low quality, and the info cards were never in sight. But she was making it happen. And I paid her, at least partially. I think I paid her probably $10 for them because she didn't have the cards in the pictures. And I told her, um, this is how you take some better pictures, get better lighting, just so I can see the faces. And, and I reminded her to include that card in the pictures because I needed to know that this person that you took the picture of knew about the project and was agreeing to it. So... I was pretty happy that someone out there was doing random good deeds for me while I was busy working my normal nine to five. But one day she called me and she was like a little bit hesitant and she didn't really want to keep doing the project. And I said, well, why? It's because like it's going so well. Apparently she had wanted to give her daughter's old clothes to some kids that she saw at the local library. But the parents had found her talking to the kids and got a little uncomfortable. For some reason, Tabby was really shaken, and I didn't quite understand why. Until a few days later, another mysterious number called from Colorado. It was a very stern female voice this time, and it wasn't happy. It wasn't Tabby. Hi, she said. I'm an investigator with the Parker Police Department. May I speak 
Yes. And then my name. Yeah. I said, that's me. She said, do you know a woman by the name Patty James? Sure. Yeah. I said, she's a lady I've been trying to help to get on her feet. Hmm. We stopped her for some suspicious activity, something involving taking pictures of children. Wait a second. I said, I think there's a really big misunderstanding. What happened? And her voice got even more accusatory. And she said, she was asking children to put on some clothes and said that you would ask her for the pictures of that. Wait, 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 wait. This is totally wrong. I said, did she show you the cards? I'll send you the cards and the letter I sent her about the project. I was just trying to help her make some money by doing good deeds for me. Nothing to do with taking pictures of children. She continued that she was like, you know, she has a history of mental illness, don't you? She was like, um, vicious at this point, trying to make a kill. Like, she already was ready to convict me for some really horrible thing. I said, well, she seemed like she had some problems. I didn't know exactly what they were, but that's partly why I was trying to help her. But she responded, don't you think it sounds very suspicious that a man is asking a confused, vulnerable woman to take pictures of children changing their clothes and asking her to send him the pictures? Wow, yes, that does sound horrible, I said. And I went on to explain the purpose of the project and apologized and said I didn't mean for any of you to go in that direction. But she didn't sound convinced. I got her email address and I sent her the document from which I had printed the card and the description of the project as quickly as I could. And I never heard from her again. And that killed our little project. I still talk to Tabby from time to time, and I try to help her out when I can. And I keep thinking it could be any one of us in that sort of jam with all those problems and without the mental acuity or stability to sort of figure her way out. And I haven't given up on creative solutions for hard problems. I've just learned that when you do them, the world may not fully be ready to understand them. And I've learned not to pay mentally unfit women to take any types of pictures of children. Ever. Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our intern is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orbital. Very special thanks to our amazing sponsors: Lego Pete's, Greater Than Records, Sexy Pizza, Sexbot Comedy, From the Hip Photo, and Breckenridge Brewery. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. And for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>